6 to 10 a.m. every day here on ESPN 106.3. You hear them with uh, the Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen trio. It is Taking Over Sports Radio. It is ESPN 106.3 legend Evan Cohen with us here, as always, on ESPN 106.3. Um, how, was your, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? By the way, I think I would assume Zach Ertz is the Eagles, right? Dallas Goddard heard he played there once. They right. come back, maybe? Sure. I don't know why I care about that. Yeah, I, I care but more that, about the fact that J.J. Watt broke it. Like, that was really impressive by him. I mean, he did play for the Cardinals. I, mean, I know. Really, that's like, <laughs> really? Well, um, my Thanksgiving, I don't know, I had 8,000 people in my house. I got, I was, I, people got there too early and left too late. So miserable, <laughs> as always. What else is there? Uh-huh. So, I mean, I understand. If, I, I, I operate <laughs> without times. Uh-huh. I, oper- I don't right. care. You want to come over? Right. Most people say, hey, yeah, why don't you come by at three? You know what I say? Why don't you come by at three, but you're leaving by six. Yeah. I'm giving you a hard out. Yeah. We have a commercial break in my house. That's it. Get out. I... As JoJo said, leave, get out right now. It's the end of you and me. Oh, man, JoJo. She has uh, aged well. Uh, as far as is getting there when it comes to gatherings, forget Thanksgiving, but having people over, I'm fine anytime after 10 o'clock, but I'm with you. Once you start hitting what could be termed evening hours, uh, if it gets to five, I'm ready for everybody to just head out. Uh, I'm, I'm good after that. And I, my wife likes hosting people. I even don't like people at my home. I don't. I don't like people at my home. That's my sanctuary. I don't want people there. You could have stopped uh, b- before at my home for me. <laughs> I don't uh, like people. Uh, I, I want no part of anyone. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, enough. Enough. Hey, do like, you... I had a... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Christina, Tina from the home team, stayed yeah. at my house. She's wonderful. She was at my house for three days or whatever. Yeah, but you know what? When I say stayed at my house, I mean, all right, cool. You have the kids. I'm out. Goodbye. I what? stayed at my I Literally, she was upstairs. I was downstairs. That was it. That was it. I, mean, I don't even think I spoke to her. Oh, my God. I need to take advantage of that. I had no idea that that was a thing she's willing to do. Uh, Tina, Tina, if you're here, uh, make sure you're available during the commercial break, okay? We need to talk about babysitting opportunities. Uh, Evan Cohen with us here. Again, you hear him on Sportsman like Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, and Evan every day, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. I mean, and Greeny. I mean, you can't forget Greeny. Oh, yeah, and and he's been. Wait, how? uh, Greeny had had, uh, COVID, I think he announced on social media. How much longer are you going to be in the Greeny seat? You've been doing a very good job. Did they kick Hembo off the show, though, for being? Uh, too agreeable with you because I noticed Monday you and him were on and he was agreeing with everything and then he wasn't there anymore after that. What what's that dynamic? Tell me you don't listen to ESPN 106.3 without telling me you don't listen to ESPN 106.3 because before you were on, Emma and I just fought for two hours. Oh, I didn't hear that part. I was busy. But I did. Uh, clearly, clearly Stone did because at least Stone brings it up. My God. Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't kick Hembo out. He's been great. He's funny. You know, nobody's going to care about this reference, Ken, so I'm just doing it for you, okay. but whatever. He, he's Mike G. He reminds me so much <laughs> of Mike G. It's unbelievable. Like, he's literally... Okay, I mean, look, we had, we had a great team at ESPN 106.3 who was, like, smarter than everybody, yes. knew numbers better than everybody, and it's like you could never actually have a conversation because he's just too smart. That's what Hembo is. Yeah, and, and like, neurotic. Uh, refreshingly neurotic, but like got things done. But like, that's a great comparison, actually. Hey, you want to play a sports person of the year since Sports Illustrated blew it? Yeah, I have a good answer. I think. Hold on, we need to get you the uh, uh, trumpet 
uh, award music here. There we go. So we've um, we've gotten rid of Deion Sanders just to catch you up with what we're doing. No Deion Sanders. Four and eight, one and eight in the Pac-12, which I said for the first twenty minutes, Evan, uh, they were winless in the Pac-12. So I got ums budsman on that. Uh, point stands. Not good enough, okay? Uh, I say Mike McDaniel because he has changed what is now uh, acceptable. The militaristic style of coaching. Mike McDaniel's broken the mold. A new age of head coaching, not only in the NFL, but professional sports on and off the field. He's my sports person of the year. And Stone said Lionel, not Lionel, Lionel Messi is his LaVica Theo and Stone sports person of the year. Who is Evan Cohen going with? Okay, one thing. Your Mike McDaniel answer is actually horrible. I'm going to tell you why. Hey, because hey, I said it? No, it has nothing to do with you said it. I'm not like you know, everything I say is wrong because <laughs> I say it. I, I, the reason that I think it's terrible is you're a year too soon. The whole point of Mike McDaniel, if he's changing the way things are, there needs to be more people. It's, it can't just be him. He's one of one in the NFL. There is nobody else like him. So he actually hasn't changed anything. And in fact, with Deion Sanders, I think he's a great sports person of the year. In 2022, when he was at Jackson State, not at Colorado. Colorado like what he did at Jackson State, going to Jackson State, bringing the money to the school, the value to the school, the raising awareness of HBCUs, both on and off the field academically and athletically, was awesome. That's when you should have given it to him. So my answer for Sports Person of the Year, and it's not just one, it's a plethora of people. And I said it today on Unsportsmanlike, 6 to 10 a.m., right here on ESPN 063. I would have given it to the combination of Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, mm. Becky Hammond, the Las Vegas Aces, Brittany Griner. I would have given it, and I would have given it to uh, Sue Bird in her retirement year. The Rays, the, the, the unbelievable buzz and the raise of awareness, raising of awareness around women's basketball yeah. in 2023 was phenomenal. And you probably had five to ten people you could have put on the cover of Sports or whatever Sports Illustrated is because everybody's making the Allen Iverson should have won Sportsman of the Year because it would be AI with uh-huh. them. Right. But um, <laughs> well done. I think it should be a plethora of people that have contributed to the unbelievable pop around women's basketball in 2023. I think that's pretty good. Now, um, your girl Kim Mulkey could have got some love too. Oh yeah, Kim, Kim Mulkey. Uh, she, I'll, I'll, pass, a, I'll pass on her. <laughs> her I'll pass on. Oh, that she'd be woman. On, you know what, Ken? Ken, she'd be on page 45. I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, well done, Evan is uh, is on. Uh, so. Now, sports people, that's good, and I agree with you. Women's basketball has never been more popular. That said, this is sports person of the year, and I know it's been given to multiple people before, but could we at least just just whittle it down to one, one person, sports person of the year? So who would it be then? Uh, I think it would be Caitlin. Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond won a championship. She's crossed over with an assistant in the NBA. She played college. Like, is, is she the I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go that route. It's either, it's either Caitlin Clark going. or Angel Reese. Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark are like the faces of college basketball. To me, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, don't you feel like there's more of a story there and an accomplishment there than Dion this year? Yo, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, Dion, and they tried to make the case that, oh, uh, 80.6%. Percent- not even the most deserving person in his own state. Jokic is more deserving. No, no doubt. I completely agree with that. I mean, Dion, if there was social media impact 
of the year, I mean, Dion's probably winning that. And I'm totally fine with that. And what he's done for Colorado, making it a blip on the sports radar, great. But you can't not be good on the field and then still get sports person of the year. I looked through the previous sports people or persons of the year, and everybody won. Everybody won. In 2007, by the way, this didn't age well. The sports person of the year was uh, Brett Favre, who had perseverance and passion. That was why he won the award in 2007, bringing the Packers to the NFC title game. And then months later, he was uh, sending pictures of his, uh, his stuff to uh, Jen Sturger. Not great. Yeah. What about, um, I mean, my version of this, so somebody that should be honored, great story, great inspiration. What about Udonis Haslam? That's who I would give it to. I don't know that Sports well, Illustrated was going to, but, but I'd love to give it to UD. I mean, Evan, that speaks to South Florida Sports Person of the Year, which I think is a discussion in and of itself. You've got Jimmy. You've got Spo. You've got Dusty May. You've got Paul Maurice or Matthew Kachuk. Uh, you could even say Skip Schumacher oh. or Kim Ng. Uh, if you like to, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You're, uh, the Panthers, the Florida Panthers are a thing now, Evan. Um, so I, I mean, UD's up there. I would say Dusty May is the South Florida sports person of the year though. Oh yeah. No, yeah, no bias there at all. None, none whatsoever. All I'm saying is that he raised he, or Jim Laranega could be in this conversation, but right. he raised his program's profile from nothing to something in a much more dramatic fashion than any other of these entities we're discussing here in South Florida. Is that not wrong? Yeah, I know. I'm fine. I'm fine with Dusty as a nominee, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, I, I think there needs to be a story around it, and I didn't realize the direct tie to winning like you just brought up. So that's something of interest also, because then Dion really doesn't deserve it. But then what, so your parameters sound like a sports person or people of the year. You're you're looking mostly, you're putting most stock in effect they have had, A, on their sport, or societally, people around them. Uh, it, it seems like... No, I think, here, Ken, here's what I would say. I think let's combine ours together, right? So yours, yours brings up a little bit of history, Right of like the research I'm saying. You researched it. You said, okay, every one of these has a connection, a direct connection to winning. And when I think of sports person of the year, I think a story to be told around their winning. So okay. yeah, Angel Reese or Caitlin Clark make a lot more sense than Deion Sanders. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people in a lot of different. And in South Florida, it's South Florida. The two you brought, Dusty May. Yeah, never before nobody would think FAU would be in the Final Four. And Udonis Haslam, an undrafted free agent playing 20 years and retiring in the NBA, getting a job within the organization, and still raising millions of dollars for charity and, and running multiple businesses, and somehow being a vice president of a team and still practicing with them, which is unbelievable. Uh, real quick, we're going to have Mike T on. Like, this wasn't scheduled. I just, Wednesday, I wanted to, uh, or Tuesday, I wanted to run a hypothetical, uh, a Jets hypothetical by him, and he wasn't available for like two minutes. So we're just going to have him, uh, we're going to call him here in a couple of minutes just so I can run this hypothetical by him. But I figured I'd workshop it with you first here. Here's my hypothetical, Evan, uh, that Robert Sala is starting Tim Boyle for a second straight week. Aaron Rodgers, guy, and uh, publicly calling out Alan Lazard, saying that they're trying to get out of his contract uh, because he's trying to distance himself from Joe Douglas, who made all these concessions to Aaron Rodgers, knowing that Joe Douglas could be on his way out. How do, uh, what do you think of that hypothetical? You've been wrong about a lot of things in your life. Add this to the list. Thank you. I don't. I mean, you couldn't be more wrong on this. One. Are you? Are you kidding? Me? Are you kidding me? You think that? No. You think that that Robert I think, Sala, I think that the pathetic nature of that franchise is they're all lines. 
They're all one, and they're all going absolutely nowhere. This is phenomenal. And your team is gonna, and your team is gonna kick their ass this year and next year. Oh man, that is funny. So they're just one, one big conglomerate. I'll leave you with this. Uh-huh. I have a very every every week. Mike G and I sitting there at a coffee machine having conversation every day or every few days at the coffee machine <laughs> having the conversation. And now I'm not kidding. It's in like one of those automatic coffee machines where you press the button. Yeah. Twice in the last week, I don't know that he's seen this. But twice in the last week, I put the cup down and I missed. The coffee missed the cup. I didn't literally press the button and I did not align the cup with the coffee. So wait, this isn't a Keurig machine though. This is like a, just a, a coffee machine. Yeah, but it's one of those types of things. And they just press a button and yeah. How is that possible? So, Are you in conversation? You're not paying attention? Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'm a moron. Uh, we have an issue around here too. We we have our Keurig machine that for weeks and weeks and weeks we had no uh, K cups and it was frustrating. We got them in to the office. We even set up the Keurig machine with its own microphone the day we got coffee back so that we could listen to it brewing while we were doing the show. But now we don't have any creamer. Uh, so now we're drinking black coffee or you put some sugar in it around here and it's become a big controversy because we're asking, hey, can we get some creamer around here? And we're being told like, hey, we're moving. There's no need to buy all this stuff right now. Uh, morale is low here at ESPN <laughs> West Palm right now, Evan. Well, usually morale is based on your leaders and people in charge of different things and the people that are most prominent and like including hosts. Oh, I, th- I was I, I thought I was going to say, well, thank God I'm not a leader around here. <laughs> I don't have a management position. No, but you are. Uh, I was always told the radio station reflects those who are on the air. You're (laughs) on the air. (laughs) Please, some creamer, please. Uh, Evan, we'll talk to you next week. We are lacking creamer because Ken Levicka is not rallying the troops, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Blame Ken 2024, my new campaign slogan. Yeah, go spill some more coffee. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Bye. Later. That's Evan Cohen, 6 to 10 a.m. every single week here on ESPN 106.3.